This is the Play No Games podcast. We're the hardest working podcast in Portland, Oregon, man. Play No Games. Play No Games podcast slash show. I'm not going to lie. It sounds way better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hmm. I think we found two people who were out of a, out of a job. Um, Arthur, Koss, I'm coming for you. Damn. <laughs> welcome to the Play No Games podcast slash up. Welcome to the Play No Games podcast slash show. Um, I'm Rob, but we're doing things vastly different this time. We are doing a panel edition. And what this panel edition is supposed to bring is we always talk about solutions with the show, but we never really... Um, since it's grown and adapted to more or less a, you know, social issue, popular issues, we, we definitely talk about relationships, but we never really truly sit with certain topics and have solutions because there's a lot of things where people say that men ain't shit or women don't do enough and things like that. And I feel like on the show, we always have our individual perspectives and things like that. And sometimes we have solutions. Sometimes we have funny solutions, but I think it's very important for where we're going in our culture to have these panel discussions because right now, currently on the internet, there's a lot of people talking about what's a high value man, what's a high value woman or just a high value person in general. And one of the things where the Play on games podcast started from is really helping not just men, not just women, just people in general, finding what the true essence of relationships are and however you define and identify with yourself. So these panel discussions will actually, this will be the first of many of just real people talking about the real experience and hopefully you can learn something, but um, that's the intro to that. So I'll work on how to do that a little bit better, but we're going to start today by introducing our very first people to the panel discussion. We got some questions, and we're going to start to my right. Uh, I am Jamal, 30 years old, and I am currently married. Um, it's going to be a year pretty soon, so I'm excited to be here. Congratulations. Again. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Last week, you said, never mind, sorry. <laughs> 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 That's wrong show, wrong show. Let's be real. I'm no stranger to play no games, so I'm very excited to... Um, kind of change the speed up a little bit and really sit with these topics. The ones that you sent me, uh, I was definitely like, wow, um, I love it. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to really sit with these topics and dive in deeper. My name's Cody. I'm 26, and I am single. Uh, I've been on the podcast twice now, so like like he said, I'm excited to kind of you know switch things up a little bit. And I always like coming on here because we just we're just real when we talk. There's no like hidden agenda or anything like that. It's just raw and real. Oh no, I'm trying to make some money. Let me not lie to you. <laughs> I mean, you can still be raw and real, and make some money. But. Oh, you you right about that. The hidden agenda is we need that cash, moolah, baby. <laughs> F is for finisher. <laughs> Let me not lie to y'all. Donations, <laughs> editing, Robert. Donations right here in the chat. Boom. So, um. I go by Rob. Uh, I am 30 and I am single. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes, you know, some people going to be shocked hearing that. <laughs> Lean smarty on. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dirty dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some questions and obviously 
I want for you gentlemen um, to speak from just your experience. Once again, obviously, if you disagree, please disagree. This is the place because hopefully you want this to be the new way where people can laugh, learn about defining and holding relationships. So we're going to start with this question because I eked it the last episode. So if people are keeping up, we can have some congruency or I, I butchered that word, but anyway, you know, whatever. Yeah, there we go. So the very first question I want to throw out to y'all is what's worse cheating or leading someone on? Start with me. It's free game. It's free game. It's free game. Um, cheating and leading someone on. So, um, for context here, uh, the leading someone on part, like how long have y'all been talking or communicating? I, I think that's kind of important to that's realize too. Okay, leading someone on is like you go out to Fortune, right? You know, this is a married guy. He hasn't been out even in the streets <laughs> lately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, like, I lost my touch. I lost yeah, my yeah. touch. <laughs> and like you get someone's number, and then they're like, "All right, let's go to dinner," right? And you go to dinner. Things are great. And then you're like, oh, like, well, let's do this. And they're like, oh, I'm busy. I'm doing this. And then you get on Instagram, you see the story, and you're like, huh, that's interesting. Thought it's okay. You, thought you were busy. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were busy. And that's okay. Yeah. People are busy. And then that just keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. Leading on that there's something more rather than. Okay. I got it. Okay. Um, Not to cut you off, but honestly, I think cheating is still worse than leading somebody on. I would say leading somebody on is definitely just chalk it up to the game, you know? Like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, maybe she wasn't feeling me. Um, maybe it was something else. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that's not for me to really figure out. If you're being your authentic self in that relationship or situationship, then um, you should not, you know, be stuck on that person for playing the game, you know? At the end of the day, dating is a, in the, the game to some degree, right? I think, I mean, again, I've been out the game for so long. Depending um, on the person. Yeah. The game. But it's like, you don't know somebody's true intention sometimes. Like, you can date somebody for like three or four dates, but like, is that enough to really know their true intention? They could be like, hey, I do like this person, but something might be missing. They might be missing a quote unquote spark, which I absolutely hate that term. But at any rate, um, cheating is by far worse than. Um, because at that point, if you cheat on somebody, that means you've both committed to each other. And that means you're like, hey, it's you and I. We established that um, we're not going to be seeing anybody else or being involved with somebody else. It's like, no, it's you and I. It's no one else, right? Welcome to that agreement. But they step out of that relationship. I mean, come on. That, that, that has to be worse than leading somebody on. I mean, yeah, like that's that's really good points over there. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree, but I've talked about this before, so I'll go ahead, go ahead. I mean, cheating's obviously really bad; should never be done, but it happens. Um, leading on, I just think it's it's. Can I cut something here? Yes, it's such a mind fuck. Yes, it is a mind it's fuck. A big mind fuck. Because then what is happens? That ego is, talking though, or just no, 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 no. So look. Let's say you're talking to somebody and they show interest, cancel on you, but then they keep like playing along. That's just, I feel like that's really emotionally damaging to the person if it keeps happening to them. Because you could have one person cheat on you, and after that, nothing else happens. But I feel like leading on is, it's just how the 
how it's played these days is because this is how I feel like society is. It's like you have to do this because we're not we're not really traditional anymore. Like I think it's kind of like a status thing to say how many people you've played. But cheating, I don't. That's ego, though, right? <laughs> to the person leading him on, yes. I, I want this question was posed because you know I, I want to definitely shout out to a couple of the creators who kind of like went on the street and asked people these questions, things like that. After like halfway through the video, I like literally changed my stance. Where I'm like, ah, leading someone is is a little bit worse because it takes just like. It's like that one commercial of progressive. You have no true ties to that person, though. I feel like. Well, you got to listen to my if man. If you're casually dating, though, it's like we're not. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Like my man said, it takes, it takes a diabolical person to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you know loads of interest in you and things like that. But it also takes a really strong person to be like. I'll just say this. I know when a chick's been feeling me way harder than I've been feeling them. And they're like, oh, let's hang out again. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can hang out. And my thing is, I know because I'm wishy-washy with how that person has like, oh, let's hang out again. I know that I'm not fully invested. And my thing is, well, I'm like, oh, this will kill some time. And I'm like, cool. Rather than a person that I know I'm really invested in, that I'm like, okay, boom. All right, I'm seeing you here. I say that people take that, and I'll usually say ego further, where it's kind of like, I may not have anything where I'm using this person to a means to an end, rather than if you know you're not fucking with that person. Because I'll give you this. You get get one to three days, right? I'll, one to three days to really figure it out. But I hear a lot of people being like, man, look at this roster. And you know you're playing them. And I feel like that's far more diabolical when you know this person really would drop everything to be with you or being like, man, you know, my car's not working. I wonder who can help me. <laughs> and if this person does this, then that gives that person hope. So I feel like people who give people hope like that, you are the worst type of a person because you know if that chick or that guy fucks with you like that. That's where I differ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair I, I differ because all this just sounds like it's an ego thing the person that's playing the game is like i have a roster right that's stroking their eagle their sorry their um ego but the person that's being played is like damn that does suck and yet you gotta be a sick individual to play those games but at the end of the day they're just stroking their ego right they're everyone is all stroking their ego until you know, some money ends up hurt at the end of the day, you know? And so it's like, it's almost like kind of getting back. Like, I'm going to get back at this person because this person played me. Now I'm going to play somebody else. It's just full but it's, it's really just ego being stroked all the way around. But again, we're, we're missing the point here. If I'm casually dating you and you lead me on, you get a couple free dinners out of me. Great. Cool. Your, your tummy is full. Um, I get played, but, but, <laughs> oh, 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 wait a second. How, how, on average, how much is a dinner? <laughs> and, and if we're going super traditional, yeah, you, you scam someone out of $70. I'm not taking a, I'm not doing a traditional date on the first through third date. Cause I already, in my back of my mind, I'm like, this shit might not work. So I'm taking you to like get bar food. I'm not taking you but to But you're already setting restaurant. yourself up for failure though, right? But again, no. but again, that kind of goes back to what 
I don't know their intention, so I, I have no real ties to them, so I, I'm still trying to feel them out. But if you're dating somebody and it's five years, six years deep, and they step out of that, how does that not hurt more than a couple girls leading you on? Well, you made a good point. You said it just – it the people that play each other on, it just keeps happening. So I feel like at the end of the day, there's more hurt with people being played on because it's a full circle. Everyone's doing it. Now everyone's cheating. That's a fair point. That's fair. Yeah. And back back to the Barth food thing. I'm not, setting myself <laughs> up, so I'm not setting myself up for failure. I'm testing them. I'm seeing if they're okay not going on a fancy date because when I get in a relationship, I'm not taking my girl out on a fancy dinner every single time we go on a date. That's financially... Irresponsible. Irresponsible. <laughs> so one of the things I also want to like put out there too as well is like Cody, Kong. I this is what I want to say because I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic. Now I've practical like thug a thug Rob where I'm like <laughs> I get it. We got you, but you can't be testing these people because if you start with the test, then like. I will have to say I agree with, with, with Jay, where it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. You're building that nest of, like, this is going to, like, be, like, bad. Where, like, you never want to test someone. You want to open up. So I will say for, for me, where, like, if I'm talking to a person and it naturally comes out, they're like, oh, I'm going to take you to dinner, then that's going to happen. Now, obviously, if it naturally comes out where, like, we go to the bar, we go to the bar. Where, like, for me, when I do first dates and shit now, like, I want to make sure it's rememberable because I know a lot of dudes be like, oh, we're going to go here. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to take you to, you know, Rose Garden. I'm going to, you know, talk to talk to a dude, you know, things like that. And boom, there'll be some flowers right at the end of the, like, ah, I planned that shit. Cute, you know, yeah. something where, like, it does cost some money and time because I always feel like it's always the effort where, like, when you have effort and creativity in a very first date, whether it works or not, that helps your game for further down the line. And, you know, it can be cost effective. But if it does, you know, run the budget up a little bit, sometimes you do. Can, can I mention one thing real quick? So when I hear that you're taking a girl to a bar, is it a, almost a, like a defense mechanism in a way or a coping mechanism just to, just in case you do, um, you know, just because it doesn't work out with the girls, like okay, well, I didn't, I didn't spend that much money on her, so he's, it's he's okay. coming for a singles guy. No, I'm just, no, I'm curious. No, though. I can I'm tell curious. a great story about specifically that situation. All right, mm-hmm. I met this girl, and then like two weeks later, she was like, "Let's grab drinks." So I go to a bar to grab drinks with her. It's a good time, and then uh, my roommate wanted to like hang out after, so mm-hmm. I invited him and my friends down. He shows up. I'm still talking to her, and then. I probably spent like already forty, fifty dollars on drinks and everything. She goes to the bathroom. My roommate's walking the other way, and she grabs him, and she's like, "Honestly, like you're more my type. Can you buy me a drink?" She's foul. Exactly. Yeah, that's foul. Exactly. Yeah. So that situation in my mind, it's like, why am I going to waste money on a girl on a first date? Did he buy a drink? No. Okay. She <laughs> said, "You're." She's like, "You're on a date with my friend," <laughs> and she left and did not hit me back ever again. I'm cool with that. She's a dirtbag at the end of the day, you know. With, with, I mean, with all disrespect, but <laughs> I, I think I think sometimes you gotta put your heart on the line if you. And again, I'm speaking from a very ignorant point of view because I haven't been in that dating realm in a very long time. It's tough. But but even like in a marriage, you are putting your heart on the line in other ways. Though. That's that, different though, because you guys yeah. have already committed to each other. 
Yeah, I mean, we, that's definitely another <laughs> that's another conversation though in in itself. But I mean, again, like in the dating sense though, um, yeah, I'm speaking from a very ignorant point of view because like if you're meeting a bunch of these girls and you're putting your heart on the line every single time, I can totally understand where y'all coming from. Where it's like, um, yeah, leading leading somebody on is worse because you put your heart on the line so many times. To where it's like, now I'm just jaded. I don't want to keep doing this over and over and over. So I'm done. So that's where I understand where you guys are coming from. See, and that's what kind of changed me. Because at first, I was right there with you, like cheating. Dang, did I get changed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was right I was right there with wait, you. Wait, what like, is that? I was like, I was right there with him. I think like, I might agree with y'all now. Or I'm sounding like during like halfway through the, like the video where like I, my stance was like cheating is worse. But I'm just kind of like, we always ask people like, keep it 100. Keep it, keep it real, right? But, like, when a lot of people go into these situations being like, oh, I see interest in you or, like, let's have a few more dates, I feel like that's putting yourself out there rather than a person being like, eh, I'm, I'm lukewarm about this because we don't want to hurt feelings. Oh, yeah, this is great. And then what's what someone – what's what's a strategy that's used? A strategy, a strategy that is used is I'm just going to slowly, like – get out of that person's way where like, I'll stop texting him a lot less rather than being like, Rob, how you chewing your food as a date, you know, doesn't rock with me. Both, both ways still hurt, but I rather do know that this person has lost interest because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings so bad. We hurt and have so much, I would say emotional trauma where we're, we all become emotional bandits. We're like, I'm not going to get beast mode said this on uh, March on lunch. She's like in life, I'm going to get got, but I'm going to get got a whole lot less than a, ho- a lot of people. And I feel like a lot of people have that mentality when it comes to dating, when it comes, sad, to, when it comes to when it comes to marriage. The walls are always up. Exactly. Yeah. But I know Marshawn was not talking about that, about that in that yeah, context. Yeah, not talking about dating. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like literally that's what it is right now where I'm like the top 20% of men are, I would say, are fighting over 60 to 65% of the women. And, like, it's like, if you ain't got a Bugatti or some other stuff. Materialistic things. Status things. Like, mm-hmm. well. I feel like there are beautiful women or bad girls that don't care about that stuff, you know? Where? Not that here. is the million dollar question, you know? I guess the reason why I say that is most men, most men currently right now are invisible to average women, the average, the average woman and like average men is invisible to average. Exactly. And the reason why I say that is to people to open up their blinders, you know, to be like, Oh, this person exists. You got to have a stupid, dumb looking car. You got to, your Instagram got to be popping. All these things, we're like, oh, this person may, this person can feel my entertainment. When you don't know, homeboy, he's working, you know, no, you know, no distance. Someone who's working at a Foot Locker, he may, that may be his, you know, run the mill job or things like that. But he's really working hard. Why mm-hmm. does he deserve a shot? Yeah, you do make. I thought about this point about the cheating thing. If you, I just thought about it because now I'm like in the middle again. When you're in a relationship with somebody and you're not committed, your walls are down. So mm-hmm. what's what mm. what hurts more, having your walls up, people playing you when you're not committed, or being committed to somebody fully, having your walls down, and for you to get hurt that way? And I think that's where I was coming from, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, again, mm-hmm. I'm speaking from a, a 
place in my life to where I am fully committed. I am fully married, and my walls are completely down. She see me at my lowest, my highest, and like if she were to step out on me, like you know, I would be um, mortified. You know, um, I would be heartbroken. So now I'm like in the middle again because I, I just thought about that. Yeah, it's like I everyone's mean, walls are up right now until yeah. you're committed to somebody. Yeah. And, like, your walls probably slowly go down as the dates go on, but at the end of the day, your walls are still up. Mm-hmm. I think I'm back to where I was at the very beginning. Um, that cheating is just worse, you know? Yeah, I might have to go with that, too. Oh, you got something to say? It is worse, because if you think about the emotional damage, like what they're saying, if you commit to somebody, have you ever seen somebody that's been in a relationship, let's say 10 years, 20 years, and then that person decided to cheat on somebody? I know you're a th- do you ever get that? We're gonna have to blur that out. Do, do you ever get that coming through your through your office? What's he talking about? What's he talking about? <laughs> I ain't that. But I mean, think about it. if they come through, that damage is crazy compared to maybe you got played while you're dating. If you commit to somebody for that long a term or even the married life, yeah, I'm with cheating now. Married man, it damages you and it cripples you. It's completely. like let me let me make okay, this imagery real quick. It's like a, a house of cards. Like every time you com- a you good start TV show, by the way. Huh? That was a good show. I don't mean that, <laughs> but like it's like every time you get close to somebody, you're building like a, a house of cards, and then it's like that one, that one time where someone steps out of that commitment, that whole house that you just committed to building is tarnished. Mm. That foundation is, is foundation ruined. is yeah. ruined. Every time when you're going on simple dates, you don't know the person. It's that foundation's built on sand until until yeah. you put sturdy rocks underneath it. Mm. And that's my point that I'm going to take where you take that, multiply it by the 50, where you have that 50 different individual times where people you talk to, you talk to so many different people, like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. And it's always, hmm, this, this person's like, ah. Like, if you get that 50 different times from 50 random different people, you become jaded to the whole process where you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to lean more into what everyone else is doing, which is I'm going to give everybody a poker face. I'm going to have the Great Wall of China built up. and Be a dirtbag probably. It, it, because clearly when I'm showing up as myself, it's not welcome. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll just say, because I don't want to say that I disagree with, you know, RJ or what you're saying as well, where it's like I get that. Where, like, I feel like this question is like, is like the – you can go on and on about it. Exactly. It's like the pain no, Olympics. We're like, yeah. would you rather lose a, a leg or an arm? You make a good point. It's like it could happen 50 times, but the one time it doesn't happen, you're thinking you're thinking everything everything that you just experienced is down the drain. And then for that to happen again. 50 needles versus one needle. That one needle is going to be a yeah, huge though. ass needle. Yeah. You're looking in the wrong spot then if you're looking at 50 needles. You're taking it the wrong way then. Ooh. You're looking in the wrong well. Ooh. Ooh. I'm fine with that. I still, I still stay. I still say he stands on his. Foundation I still stand of on because yeah. just as much as <laughs> RJ was using, like when people come to see me about like relationship betrayal, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> um, <laughs> I run into a lot of single people, right? Not just in my line of work, just talking because, like, I love talking about this stuff a lot. Where a lot of people have built this, this. Magnum or or magnetic armor of like <laughs> magma. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Trojan Mag. Trojan <laughs> man, exactly. And now people are using a Trojan horse when they do exactly. And I just I just run into a like lot of people <laughs> who are like, 
what's the point of being vulnerable if it won't get to where you're at? That's that's you're sad at. though. Who wants to live wait, in that? Wait, that's what we're going through. Well, right exactly. Now. That's the pa- that's the real pandemic we're going through because a lot of people will see what what uh what's his name um little Dirk and his his girls doing is like I gotta do that and y'all y'all's situations. Y'all, that was the great ages. Now we're in the dark ages. But also, I think that I'm not gonna. I don't want to blame women, but I think oh, it's not women. It's everybody. It's dudes, everybody. They don't act their wage. That's what we're what you see by. on Instagram is not real. So it comes down to what we're what we watch, and what yeah. do we watch. Yeah. We watch debauchery. I'm not gonna lie. It's like it's like people are like oh their relationship goals. You don't know what it took for those two people to get to where Gucci they man? are. Gucci man, his girl. He cheated on her 13 times or something like that. I'm sure, I, I'm sure I'm gonna, he did. I'm going to steal know? Jamal's thing. It's not act your wage. It's act <laughs> your age. It's not, not the <laughs> age. It's like you got to act your level. We're like, mm-hmm. I feel like the the billionaires and billionaires that we talk about, that's what they can do. But us common folk, look here. You can't be cheating on me like this. No, you, you can't, can't be doing that. We, we ain't got the financials like that because if I get a divorce lawyer, you get a divorce lawyer, we both going to be fucked. Yeah. Like, come on. So man. that's how you're going to say it? Hey. It's a money thing. Just don't cheat. <laughs> just like, come on. Like, come on. Like, let's act our wage. I mean, our wage. Let's act our, let's act Level. our, uh, uh, yes. or I don't know what you would call it, though. Like, it's wage. It's not even wage. It's just like. Cause no, because ba- people see see you based on how much you class. make. Act middle class. What's mm-hmm. middle class fuck me over. Don't fuck it. Don't well, then, if you, if you act middle class, then that, you're just setting yourself up for failure because. You can still be, you can still do cute things for your girl being a middle class dude. Though, like, yeah, but don't tell yourself you're middle class. You got to think that you're the from from a financial standpoint. You well, know, no, yeah, hundred percent financial. But like, I'm not mentally, going broke to buy my wife the most luxurious thing. I'm not exactly. going to do a, a bar date. Uh, Happy <laughs> hours. <laughs> I, I, Give me the steak bites. Ladies, I will not take you on a bar date. No, no, no. Let's be real. Like from financial standpoint, I, I'm. Um, oh wow. wow! No, I'm gonna be real. I'm money bag. Tell me more. I, I'm well, <laughs> you know, but Can like sponsor the show now. Do you take loans? <laughs> but, at, but at the end of the at the end of the day, though, it's like you will never know because I'm not a flashy dude. Mm-hmm. And like, how much does that chain? You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even know he had a chain. Buy art. What else did I say under that? Buy art, not drugs. You know, we are we are getting off topic. <laughs> you know, it's not about me. Is, um, <laughs> another question. <laughs> So mark that I'm gonna get real tired when I'm editing my car. Just beep beep beep. <laughs> I, I can't remember. That's I, I, gonna be the. That's gonna be. What's it? The the clip. That's gonna oh be the clip my. <laughs> Y'all better be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> Don't I ask got how much this chain was. I got you. I got you. So let's move on. I one. I appreciate. I appreciate that because um, no matter what, either situation is horrible. Yeah. Um, cause definitely one, I think one thing that I just see is like everybody's like your heart is very fragile. And like, I feel like if you've experienced pain before, you should just be a little bit more careful with how you deal with people. Not saying that you can't tell a person no, but it's like, mm, I know what it's like cause I've been there. So I would rather tell homeboy, homegirl, like, yeah, this is the last time you'll be talking to me. And I just feel like people don't have the eggs or the balls to do it. So, well, why do you think we're on dating apps all the time? Because people don't want to waste their time. I ain't on dating on that apps. person. I'm just saying, me. Mm-hmm. You on dating apps? I've never. I, honestly, I have no idea how they look. Honestly, 
I've, I've, say no I've comment never, to me. No comment. Yeah, I have happen. never find seen me, me. a dating app like ever. I have no <laughs> idea how the interface looks or anything. So I'm. If you find me, you find me. That's it. All right, all right. So I got a new question. Cute face on me. I got a new question for the group. All right. The question I want to ask the group is, um, I think this is the one you wanted. If not, then you let me know. I think it's the last question on the list. Oh, last question on the list? Last question on the list is, is it hard to find a relationship? Is it hard to find a relationship versus maintaining a relationship? Which one's harder? Well, finding a relationship or maintaining a relationship? Th- that kind of goes with the question we just talked about. Yeah, I think this is an easy one. Yeah. Um, I think maintaining. Oh, a thousand. Mm. Maintaining, again, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking from a point of marriage, you know, so... I can be lazy, you know, and that relationship could be over, you know. Yeah. Rather, that means I'm not showing up for her in whatever way she needs me to show up for. But if um, I'm being diligent and showing up for her every single day, that takes a lot of work because you have to be intentional about what you're doing for for them, Um and it's like if you're not if you're not being intentional, if you're just, you know, oh, I'm at home just drinking a beer, you know, and watching television and not and not showing her any attention, you'll lose it like that. So I'm saying maintain because you really got to just make sure you're always there for them every single day and really and wanting to choose them on an everyday level. But finding somebody seems to be relatively easy if you're just looking for maybe a couple. Hookups here and there. Yeah, it depends hit, on, hit your, on, yeah. on the dating gap. But again, intention goes back to to that's like the core thing. That's that's the the main root of the situation. You got to be intentional about what you're doing, and um, that's kind of how I see it. I think it's yeah. Well, I think maintaining. I'm gonna piggyback off what you said. Um, being there for them, yeah. But I think, in my view of what marriage is, you have to be there for yourself first. Because if you're not fully filled up, you can't pour into them. Hundred percent. So it's like maintaining a relationship is hard. If you like just lost your job or you're financially not doing well, you're gonna you're gonna put that pressure onto your significant other. So if you're not fully invested in yourself, then you can't be fully invested in them. So it's very hard to maintain a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's easy to, it's it's a lot depending on your standards. It's easy to get in a relationship, mm-hmm. but once you make that step of fully committing to somebody. You're gonna have a lot of distractions, and so it's like, are you able to block out those distractions? Are you able, are you able to be there for yourself first and then them? I think that's very difficult. Extremely. Oh, extremely. I think I'm the. It's the same. It's almost like the same as the first question, but just a little bit different. Um, and I definitely think if someone hasn't experienced a relationship, then I think they would say it'd be harder to find someone. Um, but it's definitely way more hard to maintain a relationship because after, and this is just my head cannon and head farter where like, after like, I say the cloud nine phase and for people who don't understand what the cloud nine mm-hmm. phase, like the, like the newness of a relationship, I think that, phase, l- yeah. that lasts in my opinion to like eight months to like the f- first year and some change. And I think just right like at that one real. year <laughs> and a half mark, then you're like, okay tired do i really want to see this person like 
fuck them Sour Patch Kids before I see another one of those empty boxes, you know? <laughs> like, you know, and I think what a lot of people don't understand is the evolution of relationships where mm. you should be loving on your partner from year one to year three differently. Where, like, I know for me and how I operate when I'm in relationships where, like, I'm trying to change with my partner where, like, I know if I'm loving them, not from the love foundation we all should have, but, like, not seeing that this person is evolving and changing, I'm doing a disservice to that person. So I think it's hard to maintain because you will be a different person year three versus year four than year 10. Well, yeah, there's a study shown. Sorry, my bad. There's a, st- go ahead. There's a study shown that my friend told me in college. It's like every every there's like three times in a year you're in a relationship where something happens to whether you you don't want to be committed to them or you you push through it like there's a study shown it's like i think it's every three or four months something significant happens so it's like if that if that if that data actually happens it's like it's hard to maintain a relationship when something happens that bad but then it comes down to our your commitment level so that's that i agree yeah, I mean, um, kind of like the year one, year three thing. Like, I understand growing with somebody, and you know, you want them to also grow as well too. But uh, at the end of the day, if you love that person, and you know they're not growing at the rate you want them to grow, that's not uh, that's not on you though. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we st- we are still individuals and stuff like that, and maybe they're not on your level at that that same um at, at the same pace. I think it's okay for them to um kind of like squander in a way or not be in the same um, headspace as you at that time. But if you still you know love them and want to be with them. Kind of let them go through that that rough patch in their own personal life. At the end of the day, yeah, you guys are together, but you know, there are gonna be moments, like you said, where things get difficult for one or the other. I mean, I lost my dad, you know, um, back in 2017, and that was a very very low point for me, you know. And the smallest things that she did, I would just get mad at, you know. And it's like she could have easily walked away during that time, you know, like, hey, you're not being yourself. I understand what you're going through, but I can't handle you right now you know like hit me back when you're when you're back together and personally have i ever really gotten back to probably who i was before he passed probably not but i've had to evolve and figure out how to balance my emotions while also kind of putting her second i gotta gotta put myself first right you know um so yeah it's it's difficult you know but you gotta just fight through the low times and when they're low they're low you know yeah, like, I, I lost my dad in 2020, so it's like you never think you're going to be fully back to where you were, but you just have to adjust. It's all about adjusting to yeah. your situation, so. It's difficult. It's challenging. Yeah. And I'll just say I appreciate you both sharing that because, you know, that just losing someone that significant in your life is always very painful. And. I'll say to this day, because it hasn't really, you know, in some degrees it has happened to me, but I haven't really lost someone like super, super close. So I I always say that you're never that person because, you know, same person because, you know, that person had such a huge impact and the people around you 
I think that comes with that emotional intelligence where it's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a therapist to know this where like, all right, what's a grace period. And I say grace period where like, if you know, someone didn't pass an exam or, you know, they got into a car accident or someone did this to them. All right. In my head, how I, how I do it is like, all right, I'm willing to give this person like four months, four months. I can hunker down because I can have contacts that they're not in their best condition. And then after that four months, if there's still some things that are, is bothering me, I need to sit down with this person and be like, Hey, I understand some things are going on. How can we do this differently? And I feel like people lack that kind of context when those it's major a very things, uncomfortable conversation to have, you but know? it's needed, but it's very, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're witnessing someone go through something that's traumatic. And that kind of goes back into the whole like maintaining where like, I've seen you at your best. Now I'm seeing you at your worst. Like that's a part of, you know, for, you know, how do they don't say kick it? me when I'm down to, you know, if you leave when I'm at my lowest, that just makes it even worse, you know? Oh, oh yeah. thousand, thousand. Yeah. And like, and once again, there's a limit to it too as well. That's why I always tell people to set flexible dates where like, like if someone's dog just passed, like obviously a day, no, <laughs> no, don't give them a day. Like give them a little bit, you know, yeah. break it down. This is how, this, uh, this is how my mind works. You guys. All right. This thing just happened to this person. This was, we'll, we'll use a dog. The dog was in their family from zero to 18. Right. Do you really think that dog was a part of that person's family? Do you really think that person's going to be solid in the next like month? Like for like, let's go on a dog level. That's been in the family. Like, Give that person some grace if you're supposed to hang out with them, if you're supposed to do these different things. And I feel like that's what goes into making maintaining a relationship hard because you've seen this person clicking on all cylinders. Now they're not clicking on all cylinders. And then you get butthurt on a couple of things that if this was the average or this was the regular, then I can give you grace. Mm -hmm. There has to be a thought of can I give this person grace when they are in this mode because this is not normal. You hit on something that I was thinking about. It's giving people grace, you know. And I think that might be something that a lot of people have lost is, like, that empathy aspect, putting yourself in their shoes, you know. And I think the world is so selfish now to where it's like, if that was if that was me, I would do X, Y, and Z. But guess what? You're not me, so you're not doing X, Y, and Z. So just because you may have handled something differently than I would have or you think would handle something differently than I'm currently handling now, that's a very selfish thing to say. And um, I don't like that at all. Yeah, that, that, that drives me absolutely crazy. It comes down to emotional intelligence and maturity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Sorry. No, I'm good. No, yeah. It, just, it comes down to emotional intelligence and maturity. It's like if you really – are like judging how someone's pr processing through a situation, through something that obviously hurt them. It's like you're more thinking about yourself and what you can get out of the relationship. You're not really thinking about them as a person. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, I mean, from from myself personally, like I've been in. It's not even just relationships, you know. It could be friendships with family, friends, or or work relationships. It's like I've seen people act, you know, weird toward me or. Weird, to, uh, or maybe 
I don't know what they're going with that day, you know, but it's like, you know what, they might be going through something. So I don't want to, you know, be super upset at the situation before I understand what's fully going on with that person. At, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all dealing with something. People can mask things differently. Um, and some people are better at masking things than others. So it was just giving people grace and really being empathetic towards somebody's needs. And if you can do that to bring it full circle, you can maintain a healthy relationship even when someone's at their lowest. Yeah, you got to be an active listener and then have – it's funny because I was reading a book for my How do we get here? <laughs> <coughs> hey, they say guys don't get this far, and we're proving them wrong. I was reading this book for my job, and it's called Need-Based Selling. And it's like you need to focus on what the customer needs. And it talks about four core things to be successful. And one of them is being an active listener, mm. emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And it, I think just that, that just, cr- you just need that. And just in life in general, if you're going to be a good person. Yeah. Because if you can't emotion, if you're not emotionally intelligent, you're not going to know what someone's going through. And if you don't actively listen, then you're not really invested into them. You're invested in yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. Man, oh. I had to eat. Oh, I'm at, you said 41, right? Or 41? All right, all right. So with the last, like, eight minutes, because I was trying to keep it 30, 40 minutes, 50 is fine, because I had to add the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And cut out some stuff, too. Huh? <laughs> what? Oh, wow. <laughs> cut out some stuff. Oh, I didn't think I was going to have to do that. Bleep some stuff, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to switch this up, because... Um, you get a happy question. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. This is, you know, a bit happy-ish. No, this is a great, this is great, though, Levin. So I want to throw this to you. Well, I did send an offer to uh, a young lady to come out here, things like that, because I always feel like it's very appropriate uh, to have... Or um, speak for all women. Of course, of course, (laughs) you know. um, Women, no, I'm not going to say that, because I don't want that to become a clip. Never mind, because it's it's literally, I was going to make a joke, but never mind. Um, I don't want to get canceled just yet. Um... Because I definitely want to have a woman here to just not be monolithic for her, but just speaking her experience. I feel like it's always great to have that energy. But I have this question for us because we're all a group of merry men. So, uh, meaning happy um, for people who are understanding the language. But um, this question I have for all of you, because this was proposed, and I'm really taking this stuff from people's different Instagrams that they reclip and they restory. And this was from a woman's Instagram and I'm not going to put her on blast or anything like that. And this was just her perspective. And this was taken from someone else. And she said, and she said, but the quote said, cement only when a male is excel excelling at his role as a man. And I scoffed at that because what you go. So you would only submit to a man when he's excelling at, being a man and the if I would talk to this person I would re- go back to her and be like what do you know about being a man please tell me because I know a lot of people who, who don't even know even men and you're telling me that he has to do this but I can point out a lot of toxic things a lot of people think a lot of men should be and then on top of that I would say a lot of toxic things that black men need to be mm. not to calling out the race of whoever said this we put this in there. But was I'm just she black? Let's be real. I'm not going to say, you know. She was, little, she was a, uh, you know, black and brown person. Uh, I'm just kind of like, I thought. Not saying that makes a difference, but I'm just curious. <laughs> but I think it triggered me because I think a lot of males 
really try to figure out that question, especially if they didn't have a father figure in their life, being like, what's a real man? And then we get on and we look at our music and when we do this, not the saying that video games or music is the reason why men are doing this kind of stuff. It's kind of like we're trying to figure that out. And we know that if we have wads of money, a wads of influence, we get attention from that rather than the real attention that we want is to be truly loved. So one of the things I want to propose to y'all before we get out of here today is just saying again, this woman, this person said, I will only submit when a male is excelling at his role as a man. How does that come off to you guys? Comes off that that person is a dickhead because, excuse my language, but literally because you think that you're going to go and you're going to try to talk to a man who's already successful thinking that he's going to need you. He already has almost everything he wants. So what are you going to bring to the table? If he's been successful, are you, have you been successful? Because for me, okay, Kevin I Samuels, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's more, that's more, uh, Cody, uh, Cody Tate right there. <laughs> well, <Cody> I mean, <laughs> no, that's how I feel. Like if I'm, if I'm super successful, and I meet a girl, and she doesn't really have anything to offer besides her physical attributes. I can find that anywhere. What makes you special? That's I, I think that's what she's trying to say is what makes men special. Oh, you have to be successfully. You have to be have be successful already. Okay, what are you doing? I'm not going to talk to a girl who doesn't have anything planned for herself. Doesn't have a a dream or like something she's working on or career or a job if I already have that because then I'm taking steps back it's like I'm babysitting I think we need to I want to take a step back in a way um and I'm definitely agreeing with what you're saying with with, with what you're saying as far as what do you bring to the table but let's go a step further what does submit mean to you like a woman submitting what does that mean to you because I don't fully know because I think people have um different ideas of what submitting is and I think it's mm. I think it seems that it could be a negative these, connotation. These have a definition. But I think we need to define submit first before we can go any further, honestly. I have no problem with this. Um I love I love how you how you brought that together. I see submitting as I don't see submitting as a bad thing. I think the uh Word police, alphabet police, however you call it, really got a hold of that and like really twisted it up because yep. no matter what in a relationship, someone's going to be dominant, someone's going to be, I don't say recessive, I think that's a bad word, but like I would say less dominant. And um, I think when it comes to submitting, submitting is literally like a round table because there's going to be points where you, if you are just, let's say you're naturally the dominant person in a relationship, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be points where you're going to have to be you know, submissive or, you know, take a lesser role for your partner, whether you, but what does submit mean though? Submitting is knowing for me, for me, submitting is knowing your role and taking a back seat when it's time to take a back seat. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you make the most money, if you have the most success, most influence, because in a relationship, it's about how often it's about knowing when to compliment your partner. Mm, okay. Perfect example. Think like a man. Oh God! The movie? Yep. Oh, that book. You I remember that book? You remember the the really rich girl that was in love with that one guy because she saw his car and then she found out he just works as a chef and like works events. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want him because he doesn't have this, 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 and this. When in reality, like, submitting to me, for me personally, submitting isn't a specific role in the relationship. It's just like, I understand who you are. There's going to be points where I might be the leader. There's going to be points where you might be the leader. But submitting, I think, for me, submit is commit. You're committing to me. Like, you're committing to what you see, what me and her can become. Mm-hmm. And that that could be a rough road because when you first start talking to somebody, you don't really know ev- that person's specific, how they do things. But at the end of the day, someone's going to be dominant in certain situations and someone's going to be submissive. I think that's the main problem with a lot of people these days is they don't, they want to be the dominant one every single time, whether that's man or woman. Like you got to, like you said, you got to be emotion, bring back emotional intelligence. You got to know when to take a step back and you got to know when to take a step forward. But going back to the original question, I think submitting is committing to somebody and not, and like being emotionally intelligent in the situation. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to submit to both and take a back seat. Cause I don't, I don't know, honestly, I, I don't personally, I think at face value, I think that's just a very stupid thing to say. Like I'm only going to submit if you're pretty much being a man, you know, um, to your point, Robert, you said it very beautifully. Like, you know, when, when it bring when it comes to like black culture, you know, like being a man is almost toxic in a way, you know? And it's like, I don't have a lot of, I don't have probably the typical toxic traits, you know? And if people saw me in my relationship, they might say that, oh, like you're very submissive. You're, you're very this and that. But it's like, no, I'm just tending to my wife and being there for her. And kind of like you guys are saying, like, you, you take turns on submitting. It's not like, oh, I'm the guy. You have to listen to everything I say and all that stuff. No, no that's, that's not how it is. It's, it's you take turns and somebody takes the lead. I take the lead, and it, it goes back and forth, but um, no, like, at face value, no, I'm, like, that's, that's ignorant, that's stupid. I, um, I think just to take that further is, like, I think the thing that really, like, scares me nowadays is, like, masculinity right now currently is looked at as, like, a, it's a bad thing, <laughs> and, like, if I show emotion or I show passion, you know, Oh, I'm afraid, you know, like he's, you know, a confident guy. Like people don't get that there's a boundary between being confident and then, you know, being a jackass. And like, I feel like a lot of masculinity at times is like shunned where I'm like, I know a lot of people who will masculinity really well. I can give you a prime example. And we talk about every other month because he's doing a great job. Deion Sanders. The reason why I bring up Deion Sanders is, you know, I don't know a lot of personal stuff, but, like, how he speaks so much positivity into the young men that he works with, you know, how he talks about togetherness. I believe he's still with his same person. I could be wrong, but, like, you don't see Deion or Coach or Coach, Coach Prime, Prime doing wild stuff. Like, even though I think differently of Brittany Renner, bringing in Brittany Renner being like, I know or have an idea of who you are. Talk to my young men. Because they can take this the wrong way. What's the tension look like from your view? And then obviously, he didn't really, like, publicize that she was going to do that. Other people did. That just shows me a testament of much of a man who truly knows how to wield his masculinity. Because we never really see Coach Prime really being wild. Like, when he was playing football, that's different. Like, he's doing he's doing what he has it's to do. It's a persona. It's a persona. But, like, how he's done and been in 
after football really shows me the testament of like the man that I know he is. Like I know his sons are proud that's my dad. And to bring it full circle, in that scenario, he submitted to Brittany Renner's expertise. <laughs> What's her expertise? I mean, <laughs> being, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, for her, I think it's just stroking her ego. She knows she's bad. Okay. She knows she got body. It, it, it kind of, it's a call back to the first question, though. You know, it's it's all about the ego at the end of the day. You know, she's probably leading people on. Um, I mean, respectfully, she, she hit the jackpot. She wrote a book about, hey, I know how to get these NBA players, these NFL players. PJ Washington, right? And she hit mm. the jackpot. She's about to get child support for years, you know, 18 years. And there's nothing that young man could do about it. Maybe she was predatory. Don't know. That's a different topic. But at the <laughs> I got to shout out Matt Barnes. At the end of the day, you know, it's like, hey, it is what it is, you know. So I guess to wrap everything up, I'm just curious because, you know, I feel like that type of, like, quote that floats around when people talk about, like um, independent uh, independency and all kind of, we'll probably have another panel talking about like what's being hyper independent because people should be or have elements of being dependent and independent, which results in being interdependent. But I think the closeout, uh, I definitely just curious because what do y'all think goes into what being a man is? like is in 2022 like what do y'all think being a man is because everyone says you gotta do this and that and i feel like a lot of that stuff is very uh materialistic and um problematic what the world wants or what I, i'll go first i think my answer is very simple um be yourself that's, mm. that's what being a man is at the end of the day you are you're a human being you have emotions um if you feel something uh, make sure you get those emotions out in a positive way um don't hold it in um at the end of the day, hum- we're all humans. We all bleed the same. Um, we all have skin. We all have hair for the most part. Um, we're humans. Though. That's really what it comes down to. We're humans. And a man shouldn't have to be a certain way just to be considered a man. No. Be human. Be your authentic self. However you feel in your heart you want to show up, be your authentic self, and that's what being a man is. I think being yourself is key, but with confidence too because i feel like confidence right now a lot of men don't have just based on what society has been kind of preaching if that makes if that makes sense but like being yourself but with a with confidence but not arrogance Mm. um i think for me i think being a man is being able to and this is the callback to what you were saying is i think i wrote this for a quote for the page every day kill an ego where i feel like men we have a lot of ego Cause like we're taught to do and achieve and produce. And I feel like once you learn that there's an element and a facade of like, all right, how can I take over a room? And I really don't have to rah, 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 rah. Or how do I big this person up? Because I feel like ego, even though I feel like it's not just a gender thing where I, I know women have egos and things like that, but like being able to every day being like, how can I, be the best version of my authentic self, but also challenging myself to at the same time. And I feel like that comes from having an ego death every morning of like, all right, I know I'm out. I know I'm not this and I'm sure not this, but how can I become a better version of who I, who I authentically am? So I think that's a little bit for me. If I was, you know, mentoring some young, young cats. So, welcome to the, thank you for 
both of y'all experiencing the very first panel talk uh thoughts before we get out of here um if you guys whoever's watching um go to my boys instagram page little two love get yourself a sweatsuit so i'm wearing right now i was gonna give us a promo code that we can do every week <laughs> i'll talk I'll, I'll talk to him about that yeah 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 yeah, I mean, in closing, um, closing remarks, I mean, the panel was great. Um, I liked the the speed of the conversations. I think we had a chance to really go in depth on these topics. And um, I think when you're just being a genuine person and being your authentic self, um, you could really let your guard down and let that ego go. I think um, with some of the questions that you mentioned, um, there's a couple um, overarching trends, you know, so – um, mm-hmm. I think that's um, beautiful. Hopefully, hopefully people caught on to that. So, um, whenever you need me, hopefully asterisks by this, um, just let me know. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Whoa, wow. Man, if you want to invite me back on too, I'll be here. Yeah, okay, great, 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 great. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. You come back. It's third one, so I know. So. Maybe maybe that sound effect was a lie because you're back again. But this guy over here, <laughs> he says he's retired. You didn't say you're retired. He doesn't sound like he's retired. He doesn't. It's like riding a bike, you know. He, I heard he was saying some some interesting keys. He's like, let's bring it back. Let's let's rewind it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at this guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, um, these panel talks aren't meant to be long because I want to chop them up and like put them up in segments. But uh, this one's gonna be a little longer this Good time. Good luck. But what? It's said good luck. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I think I got to blur something out. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh but all I got to say is I'm rich. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two piece now. Shit, I think they call them groupies now.